What's going on, guys? We're back. We're back. We're back. We were having some technical difficulties earlier, but we're back. Glad to have y'all tuning in. Like I said, I got some new equipment here, so there's some, some janky things going on here, but I'm back. We good over there in the chat room? How we sounding? We good over here? All right, we should be good, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome welcome to Tariq Radio. I'm your gracious host. My name is Tariq Nasheed. So, we good? I think we're good right now. I'm going to retweet. Let everybody know this is the new link. There's a new link up. We had some technical difficulties, but um, this is the new link. Retweet this link. Put this link on your page, ladies and gentlemen. And while everybody is gathering on in the room on Tariq Radio, we're going to take a real quick commercial break. So, ladies and gentlemen, don't you move a muscle because we will be right back right here on Tariq Radio. Listen up, squares. You need to get the legendary book on game, The Art of Mackin', by author Tariq King Flex Nasheed. Available on Amazon right now. Can you dig it? This book has been a bestseller for 20 years, Jack. And the New York Times called it a classic. That means it's out of sight. So this book ain't for no lames who ain't trying to learn the game. Jive turkeys. So if you're ready to stop slacking in your macking, get the Art of Macking book on Amazon and Barnes & Noble right now. Sucker. Rated PG. That stands for plenty of game. Jive chumps. Hey, black nerds out there. Are you tired of nerdy platforms that refuse to acknowledge white supremacy and geek culture? Do you seek a black nerd podcast that not only covers nerdy topics such as anime, movies, video games, and TV shows, but also black empowerment? If so, then head over to the world's first and only black nerd empowerment podcast, The Swirly Nerd, on YouTube. Join the host, the TV guru, and Yuki Stoneman every Tuesday and Saturday on their mission to provide information and empowerment to black nerds everywhere. Again, that's Swirly Nerd. Swirly is spelled S-W-A-R-T-H-Y, nerd.com. Are you a black male new to the corporate environment and you don't know what to expect? Are you tired of not getting the credit you deserve at work? Are you fed up with office politics? Are you being sabotaged by coworkers? Are you often stressed at the office? Do you wish there was a better way to solve problems in the workplace? If so, look no further than A Black Man's Guide for Working in Corporate America. That's a book by author Ken Woods. It gives a comprehensive guide on how to navigate your way through the workplace, and it gives specific examples on problems that you might encounter and provides suggestions and strategies on how to solve them. So get the book right now, A Black Man's Guide for Working in Corporate America, available right now on Amazon. Family, you need to check out this new movie that's coming out called New Orleans 2030. This is a brand new documentary film that's coming out by filmmaker Tyrese Terrell McKnight. And this is a film that talks about the black population decreasing every year in New Orleans because of gentrification that's on the rise. And it talks about how the city is going to look in 2030. The film features politicians, state representatives, council members, and other people in office, and it's a very deep film about how gentrification harms the black community in these cities like New Orleans. So you can check out the movie at the Joy Theater in New Orleans, premiering June 10th, 2023 at 7 p.m. Get tickets at universe.com or get it from Instagram, Truth the Filmmaker, Instagram at Truth the Filmmaker right now. Thank you. 
Bro, stop playing and start spraying. Leave an op on the ground where you stand. At all costs, yeah, make sure you protect it. Old goon juice, the formula been tested. You can defend yourself if you find that you need a little help. Gotta stay ready, ain't no love in the street. Pepper spray straight to the face, make them get weak. Get it at ogoonjuice.com. If they think it, you slipping, then tell them to come get them some. If you packing this, you won't be lacking. But shot to the eye in them problems you having. Maximal strip, hit them haters on ground. So you can feel free when you out in the town. Ogoon juice, and don't forget a shirt, man. You gotta stay ready, that evil on lurk. Yeah. You are now tuned into the legendary OG, Tariq Nasheed. I was up on this to all my friends. On Tariq Radio. Radio. All right. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. We are back. We are back. Glad to have y'all tuning in. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Glad to have y'all in the building. Ladies and gentlemen, what's going on with y'all, man? I hope everything is sounding right. Hope the flow is right. Let everybody know that we're doing our thing right here, ladies and gentlemen. We are live right here on Tariq Radio. Let me get all of my sounds and everything together because we've been having technical difficulties all day with this thing. Um, retweet the broadcast. That's one thing. Retweet the broadcast. Let everybody know that we're doing our thing right now. Let everybody know that we're live. Get the retweet on. And also... I need everybody to hit that like button and hit the subscribe button, ladies and gentlemen. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the like and subscribe button, ladies and gentlemen. And we are in here. Um, by the way, we're having the we're having an event at the Hidden History Museum on June 17th. We're having the Juneteenth barbecue that's going to be going down. You guys need to be a part of that. Y'all need to come on through at the Hidden History Museum, ladies and gentlemen. That's going to be popping. Y'all need to be a part of that. And you get your tickets at HiddenHistoryMuseum.com, ladies and gentlemen. That's HiddenHistoryMuseum.com, ladies and gentlemen. Be a part of that. And it's going to be on and popping, ladies and gentlemen. What else is going on? A lot of stuff going on here. Um, I got to thank everybody again for coming down to the Hidden History, not the Hidden History, to the um, FBA Expo that we had a few days ago. The FBA Expo was popping. I got to thank everybody that came down and was a part of that. That was a phenomenal event. Um, I'm still working on getting the vendors list for everybody. We're still working on getting the vendors list. That's going to be coming soon, ladies and gentlemen, because a lot of people have been asking about the vendors. So the vendor list will be coming soon. I'll keep everybody up to date and posted on that. And um, I'm probably going to go on to I get on camera in a minute. I, I get on camera in a minute because I'm still working out some technical glitches here. I get on camera in a minute. I'm still thinking about going on tour because I have not gone on tour in a long time. So I'm thinking about going on a tour pretty soon. Um, I haven't done a tour and I don't know when. I'm thinking about hitting the road in August, doing some dates, doing my one-man show. 
thing because I have not been on the road in a minute and I need to get back out on the road because I've been doing all of these events and I'm dealing with a lot of people. So I haven't been on the road myself to do my thing. So I'm going to be doing that pretty soon. I keep everybody posted on that and let y'all know what's going on as far as that, ladies and gentlemen. Now, what else is happening? There's a lot of stuff going on in the news, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of stuff that's happening out here that we're going to discuss. There's a lot of things popping. One thing, we're, we're, gonna, we're talking about voting. Why should foundational black Americans vote? It's hot as hell in my office. Let me turn my heat down for a minute. Why should foundational black Americans vote? That's kind of a topic on social media right now. Hold on. So the topic is we're talking about voting. Why are we voting? What's up, Nikki the God? I see you, beloved. So why should we we vote? Why should foundational black Americans get out here and vote? Right now, it is election season. So they're really campaigning for us to get out here and vote. They're campaigning heavy for us to get out here and um, vote for the Democrats, of course. And they are still not giving us a reason as to why we should do this. So they're doing all of the normal trick bag tactics to get us to vote. And one thing they've been doing is attacking prominent black people who are questioning the Democrats and their lack of reaching out doing things for the community. We see a lot of that. We see a lot of them talking down at us, talking crazy towards us because we're asking questions. We want to know what are we going to get for our vote? Now, they have attacked people like Ice Cube and others. Ice Cube is talking about, hey, what's up with the Democrats? Why should we vote for them? What's in it for us? And they're attacking that brother and they're attacking others as if we're not supposed to ask about what we're going to get, ladies and gentlemen. And we have to stop being ashamed to say to these people, we want some tangibles. And this is what we are saying in unison. We're letting them know exactly what we want. We want to get something for our vote. And when we ask for something from them, they give us a million and one excuses telling us what they can't do, why they can't do anything, how come they don't have any tangibles for us, and we are not going for that program no more. Whenever we holler at the black gatekeepers, which are the Boulay people, those Rollins people, the people over in the old black media, usually terrestrial radio or satellite radio, those are the old Boulay Negroes who they dump on us and tell us we have to listen to them. We have to do what these Negroes say. And we're saying enough is enough. We're not listening to them. We're letting the bootleg, the bootleg bootlegs know, you better go tell your paymasters they're going to have to come to the table with something. We're not going to let you manipulate us into voting for these people for absolutely nothing while they're going out of their way to undermine us. They undermine us every chance they get. 
and we're saying no more, ladies and gentlemen. And what the Democrats are trying to do now, they're trying to do a lot of buck breaking, not just with us, but they're trying to do some global buck breaking. It's interesting how they use economic sanctions and economic deprivation to get people to do what they want them to do. And the name of the game is for them to always control us. And they have to try to control us through economic deprivation. And the problem is, family, for way too long, we've gone along with that program. Enough of us, we've gotten together saying no more. More of us should be getting together saying no more. This is not the program we're going to roll with. We're saying no more. And more of us should be saying that. More of us should be saying that. How's my audio? Am I good? Problem is family. Okay, my audio is good. I'm testing it is good. My audio is good. Let everybody know that we're live, family. Let everybody know that we're live. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Right here, let me show y'all this link here. Biden is trying to buck break a whole country. He's trying to buck break the Ukraine. Biden has told the Ukraine, hey, listen, Biden says U.S. to consider visa restrictions over Ugandan anti-gay law. So if they're not going along with their agenda, they're going to starve them out. The U.S. is going to start controlling the trade. Well, they already control the trade routes. And that y'all better understand that's how you control the world. I was just having a debate with a white supremacist the other day, and we were talking about why certain countries are economically stagnant, and that's because the white supremacist Western power structure they control the trade routes. Those trade routes are very important. If you can control the way people move around and transport goods and services around the world, you control the world. And Western powers, and meaning the white supremacists, whenever you hear the words Western powers, that's white supremacists, they control the trade routes. And you have to remember for a long time, the Moors were controlling the trade routes and that's why they were so powerful for a long time in Europe. They controlled the Mediterranean. That was the, the, the super highway market for a long time, and the Moors controlled that. Once they finally defeated the Moors in 1492, that's when Europe, Spain in particular, that's why they were the first ones to get out of Europe and start controlling the trade routes early for Europe. That's why they were able to do it, because they just basically got the maps in the game that the Moors had. They knew where to go to a certain degree. They knew who to ask for. They knew who some of the plugs were. That's why they took some of the Moors with them. we got to understand the game here. So the, the trade route game is very important. So this is what Biden and those guys are doing. If your country doesn't go with our buck-breaking agenda, if your country doesn't go along with non-procreative sex, because the name of the game is ultimately population control, you see how that works? So they're saying if your country doesn't want to go along with that program, well, damn, you might not eat tomorrow. Yeah, you might not get that fresh water that you're used to. You like water, don't you? You like fresh water. You like good food, don't you? See, that's the game they're playing with them now. And we got to understand it works. You better understand that it absolutely works to a certain degree. This is why it's important for us to globally get on code if we're going to do it. 
um, over there in Africa. This is why we're telling people that tribalism thing. Y'all better fix that. Y'all got to work that out because y'all not going to point the finger to us and tell us what we're doing and what we're not doing. And y'all got that tribalism thing over there. Y'all need to um, get codified and start controlling your resources and use your numbers to your advantage. And you have to be codified and y'all don't want to be codified. We are trying our best to get codified. We're codified enough over here where we can reject a lot of stuff. And again, with the Democrats and their agenda, it's an agenda that goes against us, what we want to do. They always try to push non-procreative stuff towards us. And when we ask for tangibles, they give us every excuse in the damn world on why they cannot give us tangibles. But then when it comes to other groups, they roll out the red carpet. When it comes to other groups, they have everything under the sun to give them. Kamala Harris tweeted this the other day, ladies and gentlemen. Kamala, a.k.a. I'm not going to do nothing that's just going to benefit black people. No. Well, this is what Kamala tweeted. In our nation, there has been an alarming increase in anti-Semitic incidents. Our administration introduced the first ever national strategy to combat anti-Semitism. So these folks will prioritize everybody over us, ladies and gentlemen. And we are the damn Democratic voting base. Where are the Democratic dingleberry heads in here? Every time we point out that these folks prioritize everybody else, these Biden sexuals start talking about, well, they have kitchen table issues that will help black peoples like health care, insurance, the Green New Deal and the environment. Yeah, these other people don't get these lift all deals. You start doing stuff specifically for them. Boy, you'll call their name and say, hey, we're going to have a bill just for you. We're going to have protections just for you. Now, we're up here getting slaughtered by race soldiers and deputized race soldiers left and right, ladies and gentlemen. They're slaughtering us wholesale. We just had a 14-year-old black child who was killed out there in South Carolina. You understand? We just had a little black boy killed. Fortunately, they locked up the Asian man who killed him. Kamala's people, by the way. Remember, Kamala's the first Asian American vice president, too. All right? She's the first Asian American, too. They were saying that. So her people, too. Ain't saying nothing about that. Now, if Asian people get harmed, she's running around with the stop Asian hate thing left and right. You dig? Shout out, I'm going to give some shout outs real quick. Shout out to Connie Collins. What's up, Connie? I see you. Um, we got to shout out some of the volunteers from the FBA Expo. We got to holler at them. Um, Casey Richardson and Aisha Nichols, who volunteered at the FBA Expo and they volunteered at the FBA rally in Washington, D.C., 
those sisters held it down heavy. I think it was Casey Richardson is from Baltimore and Aisha is from South Carolina. Shout out to those sisters. They were on top of it. They were on top of it. They come to the events and they volunteer and they represent beautiful, lovely, lovely sisters. Those are our favorite aunties. We love them to life. So shout out to um, Auntie Casey Richardson and Auntie Aisha Nichols. Those are the, the, the power warrior sisters. We love them. Those were the, if you came to the FBA Expo this weekend, those were the sisters working in the front. They were handling business. I love those sisters. But like I said, family, the Democrats, these people are being so condescending to us, it's ridiculous. And them letting over droves of immigrant groups over here and then funding them these are other slaps in the face from these people. And not only that, there are other agendas that they're promoting. Hold on, let me let me show y'all this. Now, this is in Chicago. This shout out to our brother Afro Elite. My brother Afro Elite, and he was um, helping us down at the FBA Expo. This is in Chicago, ladies and gentlemen. This is what they're doing in Chicago right now. Not everybody's on board with spending $51 million in financial aid for migrants coming to Chicago, and many residents are voicing their concerns, and they did so right before the council meeting. More than 10,000 asylum seekers have arrived in Chicago since last August. Hundreds, as you mentioned, still sleeping on floors at various police departments. This proposed funding is only expected to last through June. Aldermen are split on which way to vote, with some saying that money should go to underfunded neighborhoods, and others saying this is a sanctuary city and we have to help those seeking asylum. Chicago's GOP leaders, along with members of the Black Community Collaborative and Neighborhood Network Alliance, held press conferences urging aldermen to vote no. We don't know where that money's coming from. We're not being told where that money's going to be spent. We're not being told how it's being spent. It is irresponsible for the city council to appropriate what is no more than stopgap money that will get us through a month or two, and then the problem will still be staring at us in the face. On the state level, Chicago's not getting as much money as expected in a new budget. Springfield approved over $42 million in migrant aid for the entire state, leaving much less for the city of Chicago. So, boy, that migrant aid money, they got all types of migrant aid money. $51 million in Chicago. And the black people are like, damn, what the hell? What the hell is that about? As they should. The people should be upset about that. That's ridiculous. The brothers and sisters in Chicago are like, we got homeless brothers and sisters out here, people struggling, people sleeping on benches, sleeping in the streets, and you're giving our tax dollars to non-citizens. So people feel a certain way about that, as they should, ladies and gentlemen. They should feel a certain way about that. The disrespect speaks volumes, ladies and gentlemen. And by the way, Foundation of Black Americans is trending, by the way. I, I find that very interesting, too. So the Democrats, man, I, I really don't want to hear excuses from them or the Democratic butt kisses and their little satellite groups. I don't really want to hear it from them. They're giving tangibles to all of these other specific groups. And now Trump, 
Trump is talking about, hey, removing birthright citizenship from illegal immigrants. And there are some black people who are scared and like, oh, Lord, what did, what, did, what did that mean for us? I don't think that's going to affect us in a negative way. Because the 14th Amendment was designed for us. It was something that William Nesbitt and other foundational black Americans fought for. The 14th Amendment was was meant for us. Then they used it to funnel in all these other people. But yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what that conversation is about as far as um doing some amendments and executive orders to the 14th Amendment. I'm trying to see what that's going to be about. Yeah, because I don't think that's going to affect us negatively. And I've had some black folks who were scared, like, oh, Lord, that's going to be harbor. No, no. I mean, this is our land. Where we, where they going to send us? We can't be shipped nowhere. Yeah, the tethers are scared. Yeah, we're birthright. We can't be shipped nowhere. I ain't getting on no, no boat nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, there should be some things modified, ladies and gentlemen. There should be some things modified because, yeah, we're just allowing people to flood over here. That's insane. And what happens is they flood over here and they throw them right into a black neighborhood. That's not good for us. Flooding the zone with 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 immigrants from other places and not even immigrants with illegals. They're just running over here. They're not going through any kind of process. We don't know if they are rapists because a lot of them are. A lot of them are killers. A lot of them are thieves. We don't know what kind of violent people they're letting over here. Hell, look at how they react when they get to our kids. Like out there in South Carolina, the Asian man. Up here shooting 14-year-old black kids in the back. And there's video of him beating up some black girls. They, they flood the zone with these violent dudes from all these other countries and put them around our black children so they can beat them up and abuse them. And then when we ask for a damn hate crime bill, we get ooh, ah, hum, him and high, and they can't do nothing. But if you bump into another person from another nationality or ethnic group, Kamala Harris and Biden, they're running out there with pen and ink, creating an executive order to protect them. You think we have to say enough is enough. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to say enough is enough. Enough is enough, ladies and gentlemen, enough is enough. Yeah, they send the garbage to us. They flood our neighborhoods with these garbage folks who have ultimate disdain for us. And enough is enough. They wouldn't allow us to go into their neighborhoods like that and and utilize all of their resources and tax dollars. We shouldn't be going along with that. And we have to be more vocal about this type of stuff and all these other agendas that they throw our way. See, when it comes to something we want, something tangible, it's a bunch of, well, I don't know, well, ooh, ooh, ah. But something we don't want, like some of these damn agendas that they keep pushing our way, we don't want none of that stuff. They'll push this kind of stuff right here. Did y'all see this? Michelle Obama, this is all this is all propaganda. Let me get this straight. This right here is a um, propaganda. They had Michelle Obama talking to Dwayne Wade's quote unquote 
daughter slash son because the mama of this child says that's her son and I'm going to respect what the mama has to say. The mama said, that's my son. I ain't with all that non-binary, she's a girl and he's a girl. That little boy's mama, his biological mama ain't with all this. This is the doing of his stepmama and all that, and the, the dad who's, you know, questionable himself. So this is Obama having a conversation with Zaya Wade. All right, let's let's see what they're talking about. You know, this is democratic propaganda. Hold on, hold on. Well, what's on your mind? What do you want to know? What do you want to talk about? Yes, I actually do want to talk to you about. I want to ask you one question about your book, which, by the way, I have read and I love it. Divine. And yes, so I wanted to ask you, um, what advice do you have for teens who want to be themselves and thrive, like you have and currently are? Well, like you have and currently are, you know, Um, I, I, you know, I am just so proud of you, you know, being just an amazing role model and embracing your truth, right? Role model. Okay. Right. Um, You're, you're, you're already doing this. So maybe this is for some other young people that are listening. Um, But let me just it, it does take time to know what yourself is. Okay, okay. Okay, see this propaganda? I'm proud of you for putting on a dress and makeup as a boy. This is what she's saying, right? Really being yourself, or you're proud of this person. Look, look at what the, this is propaganda. I'm proud of you for being a boy who puts on a dress and makeup. Am I? Am, where's the lie in what I just said? Little girls, you know, biological little girls dress like this. What are, you, what are you proud of? You proud of a little boy putting on a dress and makeup, right? That's what you're saying. That's the messaging there. I want y'all to understand that. That's the messaging there. That's the messaging, and that's the messaging that they're trying to send to other little boys. You better understand propaganda. Little boy, if, if I know that you're unheard and you're unseen, but if you put on a dress and some makeup, man, maybe one day you can get to meet the president's wife or the former president's wife. You'll get all types of praises and accolades. See, children, they know that children seek validation. See, this is a very insidious thing that they're doing. They understand very well that children need validation. They seek validation. And if you see um, the first lady, the former first lady, giving validation to a boy who decided to put on makeup and put on a dress, that sends a message to other children. Hey, I want the same kind of accolades. I want to put on a dress. Oh, really? Is, is that your truth? Yeah. Well, go ahead and live your truth. You see the the word game? Go ahead and live your truth. Your truth? What's true about calling your 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 male genitals a vagina? What's what's true about that? I'm I'm asking questions. I'm not even being mean spirited. What I'm I'm, I'm asking questions. 
what's true about pretending to be another gender, right? What's true about that? Because genders are real. Genders are not fantasies. Genitalia is real. You either have male genitalia, female genitalia, right? Genders and sexualities are defined. They're trying to tell us that up isn't up and down isn't down. They're trying to tell us the sky is purple, right? Is that true? How do we, how are we defining truth here? How are we defining truth? You see, this is, we're going somewhere real crazy. I, no, we're not even going anywhere crazy. We're there. We're already there. We're already there. And this on your screen, ladies and gentlemen, is this, this is what the Democrats have for us. This is what the Democrats have for us, ladies and gentlemen. This is what they have for us. When we want something, well, we get, well, put on that dress so I can give you a hug. You know, for young people. So my first piece of advice is be patient with yourself. Be patient with yourself? What what you is know, number one? Um, you know, at your age or in the teenage years and probably through your 20s, you're going to be experimenting with so many versions of yourself, right? All young people are trying on different versions, different voices. They're, they're learning more about their intellect. They're learning about what they love, what they're good at, what they like. This is the period of exploration. Right. And sometimes we put too much pressure on teenagers to know who you, you're going to be like, what do you want? Oh, God, Lord, this this is sick, dude. This is sick, man. Yeah, that that's sick, bro. And let's just say it is it's sick. That's, you know, that's that's grooming. Listen, kid, you're going to try you're going to experiment and you're going to try on different yous and. Yeah, you're going to be different things and, you know, just experiment with a little this and a little bit of that. And you know, that, that's how you groom people. That's grooming, ladies and gentlemen. Not cool. And that's what the Democrats have for us. Where are you Democrat shills at in here? I know y'all in here lurking. Where are you Democratic shills? Where are you? I know you in here. Speaking of Democratic shills. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Karen Hunter. You know, Karen Hunter, she's on um, Sirius XM. She's on Sirius Radio. She's a quote unquote journalist. She has the Karen Hunter show. She's kind of a non-factor. Karen Hunter is kind of a non-factor. Are any of you familiar with Karen Hunter? Are any of you guys familiar with her? Most of you are probably not familiar with her, but she's been around for a long time. She's a so-called black journalist, and she's um, co-written many books by a lot of people. Democratic shill. And, you know, let me get on camera for the family. There we go. I'm here. Let me get on camera for the family. How y'all doing? I'm here. Looking a little tired, but I'm here. Y'all good? I had to hop on camera for the for the family. I'm looking a little tired, but you know, it's Wednesday. I got the middle of the week look, but I'm here with you. So yeah, Karen Hunter, 
She's on Urban View on Sirius XM. All right. Now, Urban View on Sirius XM, that's basically the Boulay channel. All right. Urban View. Let me show you all something about Urban View. And I'm not going to play none of her stuff because they might, you know, give me a copyright strike. So, yeah, this is Urban View on Sirius XM. So um, the Lurie Daniel favor show, the Joe Madison show, he's a Democratic shill. Um, the Clay Kane show, I think this is an LGBT dude who talks about intersectionality. Karen Hunter show, um, Al Sharpton. Um, it's Boule Central. Uh, Boule. Uh, Reese Colbert or Colbert, however you pronounce her name. Y'all know her get down. That Reese chick, she's always on rolling, trying to shame um, black voters into supporting their agenda. So Urban View on Sirius XM is the Boule channel. All right. It's there, the old black media. They don't get too many views. Yeah, that's that Roland Martin crowd. These are all the people all of these old decrepit niggas are the same people that you see on Roland Martin's jive ass show. All right. These are all the same people you see on Roland Martin. So Karen Hunter and I told people around each election cycle, the white um, paymasters up at the DNC, they get their Negro flunkies. Um, the Negro plantation minions they all start attacking me. They have them attack me. Because the Democrats, they crunch numbers and they do a lot of market research and they see where a lot of influence comes from and I'm public enemy number one for them. The fact that I have a large audience and I'm one of the few black people who can generate large audiences of people and large sums of money without a white media apparatus to push me along and support me. The dominant society looks at that as a very dangerous thing. I am one of the few black people in this country who can have a reparations rally where thousands of people show up and no media gave it any kind of support and people still show up in droves. I'm not saying this to brag. I'm just saying this is how they see what I do and how they look at it as a threat. One of the few black people who could have a, a business expo where we have dozens and dozens of wonderful black business people all show up, get together and have a successful event, just like we did in Dallas, where black people are empowering each other and networking without the white media giving us any push. We did that on a grassroots level. The event we had this past Saturday was phenomenal without any white media intervention. Also, when we do events like that and you have a large group of black people getting together and the Democrats have not co-opted it in some way, they look at that as a threat. Anytime black people get together in large numbers, the Democrats, they have to have their hand in there somehow. You think? Like with the Essence Fest, remember? The Essence Fest, good stuff, but the Essence Fest is also a democratic springboard. So you'll have a lot of great musical guests, then all of a sudden, Stacey Abrams will waddle out on stage with Belle Biv DeVoe. Hey, y'all, it's poison if you don't vote. 
So they have to waddle some Democratic bullshit in there. You dig? So we had a phenomenal event this weekend with no Republican intervention, no Democratic intervention. Um, You're not going to come in and and push no agenda with what we're trying to do. You're not going to force us to have Lil Nas X perform or no bullshit. It's all straight up and down grassroots um, empowerment. We're not giving the Democrats a hand job here. You, you dig? We're not getting together to be flunkies for you. Oh, yeah, even in the verses. Yeah, you, you're trying to watch verses, then all of a sudden, hey, guys, I'm Kamala Harris. I love this verses. It reminded me when I used to listen to Tupac. Ain't that right, Fife? So, yeah, anytime we get together as black people, the, the if the Democrats ain't in the mix, boy, they want to delegitimize it. Right? If the Democrats are not there, if there's a large group of black people and they're manipulating something somehow, they have to be in the mix. They got to throw their agenda in there somewhere. Yeah? If they ain't in the mix, it, it ain't legitimate to them. Yeah? So, yeah, we ain't doing catfish nuggets look when we get together if you do any an event with me or come to anything i got going on the theme is going to be about empowerment you are going to walk away more empowered than you were when you got there you're going to network with powerful people you're going to network with constructive people you're going to vibe with people this is why look y'all need to come down to the event we're doing juneteenth Come on down. We're going to have a great time. It's going to be a networking event. We got my brother Dwan B. Um, brother Craig Fax is going to be there. Great comics. We're going to have barbecue, great food. It's going to be a vibe. Y'all need to come on through. We're going to give um, free gift bags to the guests who come in. It's going to be nice. Nice vibe. Nice, vi- nice constructive networking thing. We got to have these on a regular basis. So the thing is, when we do stuff like that, the Democrats look at that as a threat. And even just the the uh, the powers that be look at that as a threat. So they've always looked at me as a threat and they feel like I've influenced a lot of the voting patterns with a lot of young people because I have a lot of young people who listen. So every election cycle, you'll see them go out of their way to try their best to discredit me and try to discredit the museum, anything we do. Look at these desperate attempts you see of people trying to discredit the Hidden History Museum. And be very clear, all of the criticism is all bad faith. The name of the game is to find something to discredit about the museum because the museum was a power move. That was something that we're not supposed to do without white intervention. Our museum is smaller than the Black History Museum that's in downtown L.A. We have a Black History Museum out here in Los Angeles already. The African American History Museum is over there by the Natural History Museum on Exposition Boulevard. That place is huge. They get like a $3 million or like between 3 and $4 million annual budget. That museum has less stuff than we have at the Hidden History Museum, and we don't get no annual budget. We don't get no budget whatsoever. Everything is completely grassroots. We got zero budget, and we have more stuff in the Hidden History Museum 
than the African-American History Museum that's funded by the state. You understand? So don't let anybody fool you with any kind of bad faith arguments. Our museum is more thorough than a lot of museums, and we don't even have a damn budget. We don't, we don't get it. We literally don't have a budget. Everything is grassroots. Everything. We have zero budget, and our stuff still pops off. We still get more popular public support with our museum. That's a threat to the dominant society. Because, see, that, that becomes contagious. That lets you know and that lets other people know, hey, man, I don't need these people to get something popping. I can get with people in my community and get stuff popping. You understand? I can start networking with brothers and sisters in my community and get something popping just like this. That becomes contagious after a while. So that's why there's this desperate need for people on the right and left. And it, it, it comes from the top for them to try to discredit it. You think? So going back to Karen Hunter and her show. So Karen Hunter has always thrown little shots at me, especially during election season. A couple of years ago, she had Jason Johnson from The, the Root on there, and she platformed him, and that dude was talking crazy about me, calling me a criminal, just all types of stuff. And we, have, we understand about Jason Johnson, this man's family runs a whole unit at the FBI. So a lot of this stuff is coming from intelligent agencies. Jason Johnson and I, we, we've exposed that. That dude's mother is a unit chief over at the FBI. She runs an entire unit at the FBI. So a lot of these talking points come from the top. So she had him on there talking greasy. And recently, a couple of days ago, and I'm not going to play the clip Karen Hunter did a whole show about me, her and Yvette Carnell, a.k.a. Strappy, a.k.a. Harriet Studman. So her and Yvette Carnell, they were on the, she had Yvette Carnell on there. And boy, they did a whole show just really disparaging me. Boy, I'm like rent free. Why are y'all doing a whole entire show about me? Talk to Strappy about what her plan is. And Strappy's plan was basically, yeah, ultimately, let's just vote down Democrats. She's still talking that vote down Democrat. And Strappy and Tone Tits, they're basically co-opted by the Democrats, dude. Harriet Stubman and Tone Tits, they're co-opted by the Democrats. They're Democratic flunkies, too. You understand? So they were sitting up here throwing my name under the bus, talking about that group, FBA, pretending that there's an organization called Foundation of Black Americans, that they kept talking about that group and that organization. So they sat here and created an entire boogeyman organization and made me the head of a boogeyman organization that doesn't even exist, which they know they were lying. They know they are lying. And this is the Democrats, family. The Democrats will sit here and lie in your face knowing that they're lying. There is no organization called FBA, nor am I the leader of any organization. I've never said I'm a leader of any group or organization or leader of anybody. But the fact that I'm so thorough, these people are so threatened, they have to sit up here and make up straw man lies and argue with their straw man lies as a way to try to discredit me. 
It is a lineage, not an organization. I am not Yvette Carnell. Yvette runs around talking about she's the leader of ADOS and ADOS has chapters, this and that. And that's some shit she stole from Nora Sheldon. That woman is a complete phony and fraud. We all know that. That's why nobody rocks with Yvette Carnell. I don't do interviews talking about Yvette Carnell. She's a non-factor. Every time that woman gets somewhere, my name comes up. They have to bring my name up to be relevant. And I understand Strappy. Strappy has the, you know, Strappy has to bow down to my masculine energy. She has to pull her dildo to the side and bow down to some real masculine energy if she wants to get any kind of shine. You know, she still has to get get in a woman's place. You dig? She has to bask under Big Daddy. I, I get that. You know, when, you know, with, with, with Yvette, you know, when I'm not around, she's the man. But when I come around, she goes back to just being a strange looking chick. All right. She goes from being a man to being a weird looking broad in a chopper suit when I'm in the room. You dig? So she has to fall back into her femininity. She has to fall back into her woman juice. You dig? (laughs) But. Strappy, whatever. I, I don't even trip on Strappy. But Karen Hunter, yo ass. Let me holler about Karen Hunter. Now, Karen Hunter, ma'am, you keep taking shots at me. And Karen was, yeah, Karen was like, yeah, you know, maybe your program is better, Yvette. And we 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 shouldn't be relying on people who got museums, that's nightclubs, and former pimps. <laughs> okay, Karen, Karen Hunter, we going there? We going we gonna to go there, Karen? We we going there, Karen? We 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 playing the dozens? We going there, Karen? Because Karen, you like to pre- present yourself as all professional, and you're just above the petty, and you're supposed to be the 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 principal in the room. You 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 going there? You want to go there? You you want to go there, um, Karen Hunter? Oh, you you want to get low? Because <laughs> Karen, you always taking shots at me, Karen Hunter. You're always taking shots at me, Karen Hunter. You're always doing that shit. Yeah. Karen wanted to go petty. Well, let's go petty. Karen. Are we doing it? Are we Are we doing it? Are we doing it, Karen? Karen Hunter? Because, see, I've done Karen Hunter's show before. Remember, years ago, I did her show. I went up there to Sirius XM. I don't know how I got hooked up with her to do her show. I don't I don't know how I got hooked up with her. I might have been working with a publicist at the time. This was years ago, and I remember I did her show. I went up there, and she was acting funny style then. The energy was real weird. She was acting real funny style towards me. And Karen Hunter... Is how old is Karen? I they her bio, I think they say she's 57. She looks and acts way older than what she is. Because when I went up there, and I know she uses a, a lot of old photographs. Karen uses a lot of old photographs. And some of y'all, let me y'all don't know what Karen Hunter looks like. Hold on, because some people may or may not know what Karen Hunter looks like. But she uses a lot of old photographs. 
I guess, photographs from back in the early 2000s and shit like that because she looks way older in person. All right, hold on. This is Karen Hunter. Let me show some images of her. This is her right here. Just to give you an idea, these these are old ass pictures. Oh, these are old airbrush pictures. Oh yeah, she doesn't look like this at all. She po- she uses a lot of old pictures, old filters and shit. So, um, this is this is her. Um, yeah, a lot of filters on the pictures. Yeah, that that's her. And you know, sometimes she wears her um old ass pointer sister wigs and all this old shit. So yeah, this is Karen Hunter. For those who don't know, so I remember going to her show. I was on her show, and <clears throat> she's walking around. She's kind of waddling around. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong? She got these old, decrepit civil rights legs. I mean, she's waddling around. So, so something's going on with her legs. See, I think she got some kind of fluid on her legs. I don't. She's very bad built. She's one of these old bad built chicks. And she had like an old outdated outfit. Every time I see her, she got these old ass outdated outfits on. And she's not that old. I think if she's 57, that's not that old for her to be dressing the way she dresses. And she had on like some orthopedic kitten heels and she's waddling around. Yeah, in these old ass um, suit jackets with these big ass wide Lane Bryant bell bottoms and shit. Like, why is this woman dressed like this? You, you did. So I found that very weird. I'm like, when I met her, I'm like, wow, this woman, how old is this woman? You, you dig? So she's waddling around with a sassy attitude and shit, looking like a casting director for the color purple. And she's the weird built. Something's going on with her legs. She's real. Yeah, just a bad built woman. So I think she got fluid on her her knees or ankles or something. She got a lot of fluid on her legs. I think she got them cankles. So she wears real big pants to cover up her fucking cankles. So I don't know where the attitude was from. Maybe, you know, she, she was probably hot at one point and then them cankles start swelling up. Yeah, I'm not dirty. I'm just saying what I saw. She had kitten heels, orthopedic kitten heels, and some cankles. And she's kind of waddling around and, and dressed real out of style. Like, where the fuck did you get these clothes? She's dressed like Florida Evans. She had these old, not even 70s clothes, like early 80s. Like them early 80s clothes. She's kind of, she dressed like Wheezy Jefferson. <laughs> she had like a Wheezy Jefferson outfit on. Not not the 70s. It's coming out of the 70s. It's getting right into the 80s. Early 80s. He's dressed like a like a principal from 1982. Yeah. She just she dressed like Nell Carter from Give Me a Break. If y'all remember that TV show. He's waddling around sassy. You telling people's not to vote, Tyreek? Yeah, Wheezy. Shit. God damn it. So she's supposed to be, I guess, the sassy plantation mommy to whip the niggers in shape. Yeah. She's supposed to whip us in shape. 
Yeah. No, I'm just telling you what I saw. I mean, she got the little Wheezy Jefferson dress code. She's waddling around like she's still sore from the hysterectomy she had or something. Probably had a hysterectomy, you know. Them <laughs> a lot of them old school bras like that didn't have hysterectomy. So she's waddling around the hysterectomy service. The, the surgery must have been botched and put all types of water retention on her damn ankles. So it's something going on with them damn legs. Them legs are a fucking beast. All right. Them legs are a fool. So she had a real sassy attitude towards me. And I'm cool with that. But she walks around with them chopper suits too. Where's her dude? Because, you know, she walks around with them same type of chopper suits. So what's going on with her? Yeah, is, is she studding it up too? Because I'm kind of getting that energy too. I don't know. I'm just asking a question. Is she one of them power studs? I'm getting some stud vibes. You know? And she's probably waddling around because she probably got a dildo under them damn Lane Bryant pants. Yeah. Yeah, so she's waddling around, you know, with the Wheezy Jefferson top and the CeeLo Green bottom shaped just all to hell with an attitude towards me. A lot of that is penis envy. Yeah. A lot of that is penis envy. A lot of these people, man, when when a real player, when a real fly one walks in the room, you dig? They feel a certain way because they're not the man no more. Yeah, when I see women walking around with them suit jackets all the time, she loves wearing them damn suit jackets. Yeah, that's that Stacey Abrams. Yeah, we got a lot of these um, undercover studs out here. This this is this is her with them suit jackets right there, trying to be masculine looking. You know. They run around with them damn suit jackets on. When I see women with them suit jackets, you know, that that, sound, that sends a message. You know, that's her with them damn suit jackets looking like she just ate some a whole vat of potato salad with her big old decrepit ass. Hold on. Let me show you all the pictures. Hold on. Let me show you all the pictures. This is this is her right here with the suit jackets. Let me show you all wearing those suit jackets. All right, let me. I'm showing you the suit jackets, the different types of suit jackets she rocks. That suit jacket look, that's that masculine, you dig? That OG PE teacher stud look. You know, got a lot of attitude towards a real man. Yeah? You know, don't don't she have that, that? That's what them stud teachers used to look like in the 80s. Remember we go to school and the home ec teacher looked like this? Come to school with them chopper suits with nasty attitudes toward the boys. Yeah. So she kind of has that vibe. You, you dig? No, no, no. I'm not saying, I'm not saying she's a stud, but I'm just getting a stud vibe. I'm not saying she's a stud. I'm, I'm getting stud vibes. When you see women walking around with them suit jackets and you got on some lame Brian Wheezy Jefferson pants, you ain't really trying to get no nigga. Yeah. If you waddling around with some wide fucking polyester bell bottoms and some orthopedic kitten heels and a suit jacket with some shoulder pads, you trying to get bitches. <laughs> she campaigning 
for Cootie Cat if you're doing that for the most part. Yeah. So she got on these power suits. So yeah, when a when I come around, a, a well-respected man, a handsome, masculine, rugged man. Yeah, the attitude comes in, just like Strappy. That's why Strappy's so mad at me. Strappy hates my guts because I'm a real man and I get real respect. And she has to walk around here with a strap on and she has to glue on dick hair around it in order to make the illusion real. Yeah? So yeah, they're mad at me. And they gotta sit up and lie and create all of these false narratives. Yeah? But one thing y'all better understand about Karen Hunter and how much of a damn democratic shill she is. Y'all remember that book, Life on the Down Low, Living on the Down Low by that dude J.L. King? Y'all remember that book? Y'all remember that? That Living on the Down Low, that, that Down Low phenomenon bullshit that they came out with in the early 2000s that they used to demonize black men? In the early 2000s, they started to do research and they started to see that a lot of black women were getting HIV. But they couldn't explain why. Because black men were not getting the same numbers of HIV rates. They weren't, black men weren't getting HIV like that. And they couldn't explain the numbers logically. Remember? Y'all remember? Some of y'all might be a little young to remember. Yeah, Oprah was pushing that shit too, right? Oprah was the one who, that was the, 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 a left-wing agenda that they were pushing out there. <clears throat> that download book, that was a huge thing. The white media pushed that thing real heavy. The white media pushed that real heavy. That was all over the place. They couldn't explain why so many black women were getting HIV and not black men. Which in reality, the truth was, one, it was two things. One, a lot of these women who were getting HIV, who were black, were actually immigrant women. That's why some of these pockets were in places like D.C. D.C. had a high HIV rate among women. D.C. still now, D.C. is a hotbed for immigrants too. A lot of them immigrants had it, and they were counting them in with the black numbers. Also, a lot of those immigrant women lay up with any white man imaginable. And them white men were giving it to them. White media didn't want to say that. If you remember in the 80s, all of these AIDS cases with white men, all that that whole Studio 54 crowd, the, the owner of Studio 54, Steve Rubell, he got AIDS and died. Um, Liberace and um, Rock Hudson, white men were getting AIDS left and right in the 80s. And right around 91, they stopped talking about white men with AIDS. Right after Magic and Easy and all of that, they act like white men didn't have AIDS no more. You think? Yes, a lot of them immigrant women. I talked to some nurses who work in D.C. right now. They're telling, they told me, hey, Tariq, I'm a nurse at such and such hospital. Man, a lot of these immigrant women come in here, they be having HIV left and right. I've had sisters who are nurses tell me this in Washington, D.C. They're like, man, these immigrant women be having HIV left and right up in here. Yeah. And I understand because a lot of them will lay up with any white man, literally anyone. And y'all better understand a lot of white people got HIV, dude. You think Charlie Sheen, 
Look how quiet they've been about Charlie Sheen has HIV. Look how quiet they've been about that. He ain't the only one. You have places in West Virginia where whole towns damn near have HIV, all white. Over in Indiana, there was a town where half the people had HIV, all white. They just downplay. They never talk about that. They never talk about all the white people who have AIDS. They have to put a black face on it. So now listen. So now what they did with that down low thing, they were like, well, yeah, a lot of black women are getting AIDS. And the reason why it doesn't seem like a lot of black men have it because there's a secret a, a secret cabal of black men who are on the down low. Yeah, it's a bunch of black little secret network of black men who sleep with each other and then they sneak around and give it to black women secretly. It's a whole little cabal of black men. So that's what that download book was about. That's what that propaganda was about, ladies and gentlemen. It was going to blame black men and they couldn't explain it. Well, black men are like, how are we giving it to them and the numbers ain't there? Well, it's the down low. It's, it's y'all niggas on the down low. Y'all doing it on the down low. Now, that book on the down low, that's the cover. It was J.L. King. Karen Hunter was the real writer of that book. J.L. King with Karen Hunter. That was her. She was the real writer of that book. She was a part of that nonsense. You understand what I'm saying? So that Boule Oprah crowd. I'm just telling y'all who you're dealing with. Yeah, this is who you're dealing with. These people put out this anti-black male propaganda. She's right slap dab in the middle of that nonsense. That black male hatred. Yeah, she was... She wrote it. She was the co-writer of that damn book. Yeah, a lot of folks didn't know that. She was the co-writer of that bullshit. You understand me? So we better understand who we're dealing with out here. We, these are the democratic shills that's supposed to shame us into going along with the program. You understand? Hey, we got to call these people out. Yeah, they were making it seem like, yeah, there's straight black men who sleep with other men, but eh, and there's a whole network of them. No, it wasn't. They got that one Negro, J.L. King, and tried to make him the proxy for damn near all black men. So we got to understand how these people are part of the propaganda. But Karen Hunter, ma'am, just do you. Do you do your masculine suit jacket, do your um, crooked legs and do your orthopedic kitten heels and leave me alone, ma'am, because you don't have the clout to discredit me, ma'am. You do not have the clout, the clout. You don't have the credibility to try to discredit me. My rep is thorough, ma'am. Your paperwork is dirty, just like your depends. All right. Just like your adult diaper that you waddle around in with them janky fucking legs, ma'am. You cannot discredit me. I am a writer, well-respected in the community. I look out for my people. I don't have to give the Democrats a hand job in order to get a check from them. You dig? I don't have to kiss white ass in order to get my daily bread, ma'am. Anytime you want to eat, you got to waddle them little old decrepit, 
civil rights legs up there to kiss some white Democrat ass, and I don't, ma'am. So we're very different, Miss Karen Hunter. We're very different. You and Bobblehead Sharpton, all you old decrepit catfish boule niggas up there at Urban View, you are shameful to black society. You are a bunch of clowns. You cannot sit up here talking greasy about a player like me, ma'am, because I'm certified out here, very well respected. Yeah, she wrote Superhead's book too. Yeah, she helped her out with that. Yeah. So, ma'am, you can go on somewhere with your Florida Evans leisure suit and sit down somewhere and soak your damn feet in some Epsom salt and shut the fuck up. That's what you can do, ma'am. About me. Shut the fuck up about me. Because don't nobody believe you. You need more people. Stop lying to my people. We're tired of you Democratic shills lying to the black public. Enough is enough. We don't want to hear no more of your lies. Because y'all going to have to come up off of it. We're trying to get some tangibles. And the Democrats are going to have to come through. You dig? We're not playing no games. Now listen. Speaking of tethers. Nice transition. And by the way, a lot of people in here, listen. We're having a barbecue at the Hidden History Museum. A Juneteenth barbecue. Connie Collins, you coming down? Where's Connie Collins? You in the chat room, Connie? You coming down? I know you coming down. Connie always comes to the museum. Our beautiful sister, Connie Collins. She always comes down to the museum and we have a good time. We There's um some of the local news channels. We're going to be doing some, they're doing some big news stories on the museum um, in, in the next couple of weeks. It's going to be popping up there. We're going to really have it popping at the museum and we're going to have a barbecue June 17th and we're going to have some great comics up there. Uh, my man Dwan B is going to be up there representing. Dwan, are you in here? Let me holler at Dwan to let me know who all is coming so we can start putting everybody on the flyer. It's going to be a phenomenal event. It's going to be on and popping. And we're going to have barbecue, free gift bags for the crowd, uh, comedy, music. Oh, it's going to be beautiful. Complimentary food. The food is complimentary. The food is on me. The food is on me, ladies and gentlemen. So y'all need to come on out to the Hidden History Museum if you have not been out here. It is going to be on and popping. And um, it's Juneteenth, and all of our non-FBA brothers and sisters, you can come down too. It doesn't matter. If you respect and, and, and have love for the culture, come on down. We welcome you. There's a lot of non-FBA folks at the FBA Expo. A lot of them had a great time. We welcome those are our brothers and sisters. We're not... We don't say you can't come and all that old bullshit. No, you come on down and embrace the culture. You then You then You come on down and embrace the culture. Embrace foundational black America. Like when we go to your events, we go to the Puerto Rican Day Parade and the Caribbean Day Parade. As foundational black Americans, we show love. You know, we, hey man, make that goddamn jerk chicken. Let's get it popping. And um, a lot of folks came and represented. A lot of non-FBA people came and showed respect. That's that's a beautiful thing. We love that. And come on down. All of our non-FBA people come down to the museum on Juneteenth or any day. You come down any day, but come to the Juneteenth celebration and um, have a good time. Get you some barbecue. You can bring some of your Jollof sauce and seasoning if you want to and sprinkle it on your barbecue if you want. You dig? 
Could bring some of your, your Jolof seasoning. You dig? Some of our Caribbean people, if you want to come. We got barbecue. You got to bring your own bammy. All right? If you want to add some bammy to it to make you feel at home, that's good. You know, bring your own bammy and some jerk sauce and mix the jerk sauce with the barbecue. We're going to have a good old FBA barbecue there. It's going to be a nice vibe. It's going to be a real nice vibe. Yeah. All it, it's all about respecting the culture. Now, there's this one woman. Now, see, this is a tether right here. See, that's the difference between uh, a non-FBA ally and a tether. Now, this woman here, let me show you. This is a, a damn tether right here. And some of these tethers are so damn delusional. Listen to this woman right here. So this woman, and this shows you how rent-free some of the tethers are, how we are with the tethers. This shows you the rent. We're just rent free in their minds. These people make up arguments that we've never made. Now, listen to this woman. I don't know what where her argument comes from. Now, this is a Kenyan tether. And she got all the smoke for foundational black Americans. This woman has all the smoke for us. I don't know what the hell this woman is talking about. But listen to this. She's criticizing foundational black Americans for us trying to appropriate her culture. She's claiming we're trying to appropriate her culture. I, I'm so lost. I just want y'all to listen to this. I don't know what she's talking about, but she said we're trying to appropriate her culture. Hold on. When an American, Hold on. You know what I find absolutely hilarious? When an American raised in America whose culture is American tries to explain Africa to an African. Yet, if I asked you to name me five countries in Africa off the top of your head, you probably can't. Um, <sighs> Ghana, Nigeria, Senegal, Zimbabwe, Tanzania, Mozambique, Chad, Eritrea, Ethiopia, Egypt, Sudan, uh, Cameroon, um, Angola. Oh, and on what planet is it hard to name five African countries, family? On what planet is it hard to name five African countries? What is she talking about? It's the easiest thing in the world. It, it's not hard to name five African countries. What is she talking about? Yeah, her hairline is put, the hairline always speaks volume, and she got a damn a Bantu bead around that damn forehead lord what is she talking about it is extremely easy to name five african countries ma'am lord we're not dumb but these we're not dumb ma'am we're, we're not dumb but hold on hold on hold on but you South africa but you be the first one to claim a continent about which you have no idea what? We claim a continent in which we have no idea. You probably don't even understand your own history or where your ancestors came from. You probably can't tell me much about the transatlantic slave trade now, can you? Okay. Okay, ma'am, 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 ma'am. We know our history, ma'am. We can trace our stuff back and we can trace our ancestors by name going to the 16 and 1700s, ma'am. 
ma'am, I would like to talk to her and ask her where her birth certificate is. Where's your birth certificate? Where is the birth certificate? You don't know your history, ma'am. And what was your country before it was Kenya and all of this other stuff? Yeah, y'all not going to play that game no more. These folks don't really understand their history like that. They don't know anything about these countries that were colonized and carved up in the last couple of hundred years. They don't know what was popping before then because the boundaries have been moved. You dig? Where were your family members 400 years ago? I can tell you where mine was. You dig? I can tell you the names of my relatives going back damn near three centuries. The name, first and last name. I know exactly who they are. Where's yours? In fact, yeah, what's your damn birth certificate? I did this with a dude the other day on Twitter space. This dude, this tether, he was over in the UK. He was from um, um, somewhere. Um, he said he was from Zimbabwe. And when I asked that nigga about his birth certificate and where he was born, he started stuttering and stammering. Yeah, so don't let these people play these types of games with you. And and this is the tether class. Just be clear. This is the tether class. Hold on. Hold on. Or which countries were involved in it? But to be the first one to get keep African culture from people who don't look like me. Oh. So listen, listen to what she's saying. We, I want y'all to, let's listen to what she's saying. Listen to what she's saying. You guys will be the first to gatekeep African culture from people who don't look like me, meaning white people. She's, that's her way of saying white people. So basically what she's saying, foundational black Americans, when we see white people over there trying to appropriate the culture or colonize the people, we, foundational black Americans, we check them on it. We're the ones who are vocal about white people going over there trying to colonize the people. We're the ones who are vocal about it as foundational black Americans. And she has a problem with it. Remember when um, the singer Adele had the Bantu knots, remember? And it was us, foundational black Americans saying, hey man, that's not a good look. She's, you know, kind of appropriating. She had a Jamaican shirt and Bantu knots. And we're saying to the Caribbeans and the Africans, hey, man, y'all better watch out for that. That's not a good look. That's how it starts. You dig? But you, you might not want to co-sign that. Oh, shut up, nigga. They were telling us to shut up. Nigga, leave the white people alone. Leave them alone, nigga. They were mad at us for telling, hey, man, don't let these white people co-op your shit like that. Because then they'll go in and start claiming that they created it. Just like there's an Asian woman going around making videos in Jamaica talking about all of the culture is really from the Chinese. And we warned you that was going to happen. So we try to pull your coattail to what's going to go down and y'all tell us, shut up, nigga. The white people are giving me attention. The Asian people are giving me attention. Um, all right. And when they colonize your ass again, <laughs> FBA, can you help us, nigga? Help us. Help us, nigga. All right? So she's upset that we're sitting up here checking the white people who's going over to Africa trying to recolonize people. Listen. From people who don't look like Let me take that. Let me take it back. Involved in it. 
but to be the first one to gatekeep African culture from people who don't look like me, which makes you a racist. Wow. So she said, let me play that again. She said, we appropriate, we, we try to gatekeep the culture from people who don't, who don't look like her, which makes us racist towards white people. That's what she's saying. But to be the first one to gatekeep African culture from people who don't look like me, which makes you a racist. Plain and simple. How about less claiming, more learning? That's my American husband, German ethnicity. There it is right there. She got her a white zaddy. There it is right there. This is a damn Bantu bedwench with a white zaddy. That's where all that is coming from. And she's over there literally washing his damn feet. This pathetic bedwench mammy. This is her over here washing a white man's feet. So, yeah, we different. We are different. There it is right there. Yeah, she's really extra with the accent, by the way. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, they get real extra with the accent, um, extra with the uh, the clothing, which comes from Asia. All that dashiki, that shit is made in Asia. They don't make them shits over there. They don't make them over there. You know? They get them shits from Asia. This is her over here washing a white man's feet, ladies and gentlemen. She's washing Zaddy's feet, trying to check us. Let me play the rest of this woman. She's over here washing a white man's feet. Yeah, ma'am, we are different. We are very different, ma'am. Hold on. More learning. That's my American husband with German ethnicity learning about my Kikuyu culture during our traditional wedding ceremony Arurashio back in Kenya. That's how you embrace a culture. You learn about it. Ma'am, you're getting colonized with your big forehead stupid ass. Mighty's learning about your culture, fool. You don't claim it. Africa does not belong to you. We are not a color. We are not colors. No one is a color. Oh, okay. So Africa don't belong to us. Okay, cool. We ain't claiming it. <laughs> then the, when we claim our ethnicity, oh, you're being xenophobic. You niggas are being xenophobic. Ma'am, you can have it. You over there washing Zaddy's feet. No, Africa don't belong to you. We claim our FBA ethnicity here. We're good where we are. We ain't fleeing. We ain't celebrating a damn zaddy and washing white people's feet. Ma'am, Africa don't belong to you. You're talking about zaddy's learning your culture. He's colonizing your ass. They go over there and run shit. The Asians own Africa. The white supremacists still own Africa. All of the diamond mines and the cobalt mines and the gold mines and the oil refined, they own that, ma'am. And all you get is a musty, funky zaddy who's going to slum with you a little bit. And then you want to try to pull rank on us. And we ain't, even, we ain't trying to go to no damn Kenya. <laughs> ma'am, if you don't stop. 
You ain't even trying to be in Kenya. I bet you don't even live in Kenya. You go over there, do a little ceremony, and and get his erection hard because he likes that jungle shit. You do his jungle fantasies, and then you go back over here to Indiana somewhere. Ma'am, we are not trying to go over there with you because you ain't even over there. I damn sure guarantee you ain't over there no more. You go over there to visit, make a video, and try to pop your collar and then try to flex on us. Ma'am, no thank you. The nerve. The nerve. And then Tethers try to claim we're xenophobic because we're claiming our ethnicity? Man, please. FBA all day, baby. Oh, I know she's here. She's here. Of course she's here. Yeah, I had a tether the other night on the Twitter space call up trying to pretend she was over in Ghana. I'm like, ma'am, you are nowhere in Ghana. I can hear the Postmates orders coming in right now. You're somewhere in Detroit. Yeah? So, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't don't try to pull rank on us. We won't play that game. But anyway, man, let me get up out of here, man. It's been real. We had a very decent conversation tonight. Tonight was very real. Um, go get the movie American Maroon at American Maroon, American-Maroon.com, American-Maroon.com. Also on my YouTube channel, I put up the um, one of the shows from the FBA stream. It was, it's been on FBA stream for a few weeks, and I put it up here, the Tariq Najid's Museum Life, the reality show clip. Well, I put the whole episode up um, where you can look at the museum and look at some of the shenanigans that go on around the museum. You can look at that on this channel, my Tariq Radio channel. Subscribe to this channel, by the way. Everybody, if you have not subscribed to this channel, subscribe to the channel now, ladies and gentlemen. Hit that subscription button. And also, click on HiddenHistoryMuseum.com to get your tickets to join me. Come have dinner with me at the museum. We'll have dinner, music, Comedy, networking, vibing, food complimentary on me. It's going to be great, man. We're going to have a barbecue up there um, Saturday night, June 17th, Hidden History Museum. You don't want to miss it, man. Come join. You play a partner. We're going to chop it up, network. Real good vibes up there. My good brother, Dwan B, is going to be up there with a lot of great comics. A lot of nice ladies going to be in the building. Ladies, a lot of good professional brothers up there. Good networking vibe. Get your tickets at HiddenHistoryMuseum.com, ladies and gentlemen, for the Juneteenth celebration. And that is it for tonight's broadcast, man. You have a great evening, guys. Pupia Kute and Lilla Vuve to the family. Peace. <laughs>